You're listening to The Threshing Floor with Pastor Jeb Dotson. Join us today as we tackle hard topics, current and future events, as well as tough questions about the Bible from our live listening audience. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Our hope and prayer is that through this program, you continue to ask questions and seek God's truth so you may be equipped to stand firm in your faith and grow closer in your relationship with your Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to The Threshing Floor. We are so glad that you've taken some time out of your day just to spend with us here on your favorite radio station, 104.3 Joy FM. It seems like a never-ending deluge. Every (laughs) week we talk about it. It's like, hey, more rain and more rain. Wait, Um, wait, we have a little bit of update. There's more rain. There's more rain. (laughs) And it's like a never-ending cycle. I don't know if I've ever seen a May and the beginning of June so so wet. So uh, you guys continue to stay safe out there as you're driving. I know uh, people personally who live out in the country, their roads have been flooded to the point where it's just impassable. So it feels like one of those like monsoon countries where yeah. where you just expect it. When I was in Guatemala, it's kind of like that where it rains almost every day, but it's just just scattered rain, a little bit of shower, then the sun will come out. But sometimes it'll really rain a, a lot of water quickly, and some of the gullies will just kind of wash out and stuff. I did some work in an orphanage there, and um, the kids love it. They love playing out in the rain. Yeah. To me, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, is this whole mountainside going to slide, you know, to them? Um, I remember growing up in Kansas, and, you know, they would have those flash floods. And, we, you know, at a young age, you could just go out and you play in the in the puddles, and you play in, in the streams, and you make the little boats, and you have all this fun stuff. But as you get older, you're like, Hmm, is this going to road away my house foundation? Yes. <laughs> it's like all the other little issues. I have a garage that floods because oh, it's, yeah, it's uh, very close to the edge of the property and has water runoff, you know, and, and sometimes, so everything off the garage floor has to be, um, you know, everything has to be taken up and it's, it's like issues. Um, let me tell you before we get started, um, I would like to just make a small tribute to a very good friend of mine, just a servant of the Lord. Um, his name's Ben McKinney. He has served faithfully. He he uh, served in, in the Army at a young age, and and when I met him, as uh, much later in life, just a real solid guy. But last night, um, I was um, in a hospital with his family in Houston, and um, he went to go be with Jesus. And to, to me, it is um, it's very sad, and it's sad to watch because they, you know, when they pull someone off of equipment they're keeping you alive it's it is hard to watch but you know we, we were just talking about in the room how special it is with somebody in christ knowing where they're going right. it makes a world of difference yeah. yeah but you know my my good friend ben uh i i can tell you that um he's going to be greatly missed and we're planning a, a memorial service um, and, you know, hearts are breaking, but we have to realize, and you've probably been through the same thing, you have a loved one or someone, you have to look at the big picture 
of where they are now versus what they are experiencing here on earth. Totally different. I'm I'm jealous for, you know, to see, be able to understand and see what he's seeing right now as we speak. But still, at the same time, my heart is heavy. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a big teddy bear to me. You know, he was, uh, in the ministry that he did in the in the kids' ministries and in the nursery, and I mean, everybody just loved him. And he was very uh, soft-spoken, but solid, solid man of God. He was someone who knew Jesus and knew who Jesus was. And that is a, a great introduction into what we've been talking about. Uh, We've been in the book of John, and we're looking at the statements that Jesus made, the I am statements. And today will will be the last portion of that, where Jesus um, said, I am their true vine. Um, It it really did not start in the New Testament. You go back to the Old Testament when God commanded Moses to lead Israel out of Egypt, and Moses asked what... God's name was. He's basically saying, well, who am I supposed to tell them who's sending me? And God replied, tell them that the Lord, whose name is I am, has sent you. That's Exodus chapter three. Jesus, by these I am statements, he shows that he has been in God's plan from the very beginning. You know, in the very beginning, even through creation, all things were created by him, for him, and through him. And so when he said, even before Abraham was I was, and I am, that's John eight fifty eight. he was making a huge statement of, I and the Father are one. Yeah, can you imagine the Pharisees when they hear that? Oh, yeah. Their ears were just going, Pull, ah! pulling their hair out, yes. just, just crazy. Blasphemy. Um, yeah. But what Jesus was doing, he was using the term I am to connect uh, himself with God's nature. People really didn't understand the Trinity, and really the word Trinity won't even be in your Bible. I'm talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are one. It's God in three persons. And so to them, that was blasphemy in itself. But God really, he, he piecemealed out um, truth about himself throughout time. I think really, if he would have gave it all at once, it it would have you know, drove somebody crazy. So it took um, time for him to to really lay down the foundation of everything that he is. And so when Jesus came, um, it's a, another term for just another portion of God is the Son of God, a portion of God. So God Himself came to earth and he died for us. And that is kind of what we're looking at. So Jesus was given some clues here. And that's what we've been looking at clues through these I am statements. I would like to give you before we get started this number to text and our address. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, We just uh, are so happy to know that there's people um, here where we are in Crockett, Houston County, and then other cities through by way of of the internet, even places um, around the world. Um, You know, that's exciting. And that that really makes what we do worthwhile. Um, You know, it's always worthwhile to talk about God, but just to know that we're uplifting people and just kind of giving them 
food for thought. Yeah. This morning I was looking at um, just people online who are listening and what countries are listening. And we've got um, people listening in Finland. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Awesome. I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't even been to Finland or anything, but Nigeria and uh, a lot of different countries around the world uh, are tuning in. So for those great. of you in Finland, give us an invite. We will go live right there in your city, in your church. If I can talk Tim into it, I, you know, I, I may be talking outside my mouth and he's like, what are you talking about? No, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it, it would just be re- really cool with, with, to connect with people who are actually tuning yeah. in. Well, we actually have else. the technology now. We did our first live remote, uh, back in May 1st. And so now we have the, the technology we could broadcast anywhere in the world. Yeah. As long as there's an internet connection or an up saddle or a satellite uplink, we could get, uh, we could be anywhere. Well, the Bible says in the last days that knowledge will greatly increase. That isn't just for evil. Knowledge will also increase for good. I know some solid people who are developing amazing apps and software and Bible studies, and God is being glorified in this great information age. So, you know, that's just, it's just another tool, and, and we are just glad to use it. Here's that number I said I was going to give you. It is 936-337-1413. Uh, you can text that at any time, whether we are on the air or if we're off the air. Uh, we can we can connect with you that way. Or you can drop us a letter in the mail to the Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. So when... Jesus was using these terms, um, I am, as I said, he was using himself, his, his words and describing how he was and how he was connected to God. Here's an interesting story, Tim, um, and for everybody else who's listening. If you happen to be in uh, Lake City, Florida, and let's say you happen to run into a guy who's 50-something years old with a sandy mustache and a receding hairline, wears aviator glasses, you may be in the presence of, I am who I am. Really, that's that's no joke, because um, the Columbia County Court turned down his first request for a new name, and his first request was God. He wanted to be mm. called God. Mm, okay. um, his original name is uh, Charles... Uh, Haffy, and he, he took the the next best name he could find. He says he always wanted a new identity because of these lingering feelings of anxiety, his military service, and the time he spent um, in war overseas. So it seems that he tried to take a name that was already taken. But here's the thing. Only God and all his three persons can take that title the I am. Right. So there, another way of saying I am is we are. Right. <laughs> you know, think about right. it. You know, God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, we are. That's us. That's, that's I. Yes. And, and that's just the way it is. So our next statement comes out of John chapter 15, and I will read it to you now where um, throughout John, and I really encourage you to read this whole book. John is totally different as far as the four Gospels. If... You know, they call, just from a theological standpoint, when you go to Bible college, uh, they'll have Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They call them the synoptic gospels. Yes. You study all those together. Then the book of Acts. Now, John is different. 
John has, and I'm not saying this contrary at all, it complements the gospel, but it gives a unique um, picture of Christ. Some would call it the gospel of love, um, and there's so many different aspects. So if you have not done a good study on John, I really uh, would encourage you to do so. So in John chapter 15, starting verse, I'm going to read verse 1, 2, and then 5. There's a lot in this whole chapter of 15, and you really need to read it all, but these are the verses I'm going to focus on. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, so it will be even more fruitful. Then in verse 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains, or another word for that is abides in me, and I am him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So as John, as Jesus, through in this Gospel of John, he's going through these statements. This is a huge one. This gives us just, I mean, there's so much to unpack in this, and, and I'm going to try to get through this, but we, we really see of, of how we relate to the Father. You know, Tim, I think there's a, a thought with so many people I talk to. They picture God is like a gi- giant uh, Greek Zeus-type God with right. thunder, lightning, and a hammer that is just so big, uh, so monstrous and scary. You can't relate to him. Only thing you could do is fear him. This paints a a totally different picture of God, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, this this is a God that you could talk to, relate to, even maybe climb up in his lap because you are very intimately connected. You know, this is, you know, not being disrespectful, but this is daddy God. Yeah, Abba. Yes. Mm. I mean, this this is God who is so much closer than any family member you know. I mean, that's this is what he's talking about. So there's, there's different images here of the true vine. Um, the first figure we see is Jesus himself. He says, I am the true vine. Uh, in the Old Testament, Israel is referred to as the vine uh, in this like vineyard that right. God created. But this vineyard came under God's judgment for its disobedience, for its sin, uh, failure to produce good fruit. So in this message that he's given. Jesus is saying that he is the true vine, or another word would be faithful. Uh, he is fruitful. He is a, he's not like the thorn bush that gets on your nerves. Um, that's like right on the edge of your driveway and you brush up against it as you're trying to get in your right, car. Right. <laughs> and it's like, Oh man, just messed up another pair of pair of slacks, pair of pants, you know? And it's like, why, when, when is this vine going to go away? Or every time I chop it down, it comes back. Right. This is a totally different. This is a fruitful vine. This is like the grape vine, you know, the the vine that produces great stuff and you you want this vine around. Right. Well, and also you got to look at the the period that this was written in and the times that Jesus was speaking in because there were many people that were coming and saying, "I am the Christ." Yes. You know that I I am the Messiah. And they would get these militias together and they would try to overthrow Rome and, and they would do all these things and they would always, it would never be the truth. It would never be real. And Christ, when he came, 
he wasn't coming with an army to destroy in, uh, the Romans. He came with an army to destroy Satan. That he did. And we are going to take a quick break and we'll get back into it right after this message. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Car Dealer Math presented by Cutshaw Chevrolet. When shopping for a new or used car, sometimes it seems like the numbers just don't add up. $15,000, that's just the base pricing. You have to add the dock fees, our espresso machine fees, detailing fee, dealer prep charges, added value services, tires, our expensive bumper and bumper warranty. That covers both bumpers, not the car itself. And don't forget our administration fees to prepare all of these fees. That's why $15,000 really equals $24,000. At Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland, keeping it simple is what we do best. We don't believe in dealer math. The price you see is the price you get. It's that simple. So for a great selection of new and used vehicles, visit us today at CutshawChevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet. Keeping it simple every day. Feel the joy. 104.3 Joy FM. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, we are back and we're talking about Jesus, who is the true vine. Jesus, he comes to replace this uh, wayward vine, I would say, the the vine that had to be culled. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 21 talks about it. Uh, God said, yet I had planted you a noble vine, a seed of highest quality. How then have you turned before me into the degenerate plant of an alien vine man i would hate to be called that Uh. a degenerate plant of an alien vine that's something Mm. that that's something that you pull and you burn i mean that that's not something that you would ever want anywhere in your yard in your around your bushes in your garden you know it's degenerate it's alien it's unwanted because it's rebellious and it needs to go and the scary thing of that image is those are his chosen people. Yes. And they've allowed these things to come in that to the point where God doesn't even recognize them. He calls them as alien. And by their choice, because they have stepped away from God. You know, a cool thing about our faith is no one can remove you from your relationship with God, but you. Right. God will not even move you. Um, man cannot move you. A job that transfers you, um, no matter what happens in your life, nothing can can place you out of God's will except you. And that's a a unique power, I would say, that we have. That's what's so awesome about choice, that I choose to serve God. Right. And it's not saying that there aren't going to be times where the devil will tempt you and try to rob you of that to get you to to forfeit that but you're the only one that does it and and the thing that you have to look at is there's people that will question your faith they'll say oh you know the holy spirit isn't real or oh you know jesus isn't real you jesus you know he's a great you know 
prophet, but he's not the Messiah. You'll hear all of these things or even contradiction to say, you know, these this was left out of the Bible or, or they're just, they want arguments, but they they'll be very good sounding arguments. Yeah. And Satan's there to try to manipulate it a little bit of truth and to manipulate it so that you forfeit mm-hmm. and you give up and you give up your faith. But if you stand and you say, I'm not going to give up my faith, you know, he doesn't have the power to take it away. And when you realize that and you're in a conversation, even a confront, uh, confrontation, when you point that and say, nobody can take away my faith, the conversation stops. Yeah. There, there's no authority. They can, they can bark all they want, but it's, they physically can't take it away from you. And for the enemy, it is a massive deceit and illusion. I don't know if you went through this when you were young, um, but it, it was a really big deal in the 80s with records and backward masking. You, oh, you, you know yeah, what that is? That. Basically, you take a record, and some people say, oh, that's not right, that's foul. But I mean, I've actually sat down and I've heard some stuff, and it's like interlaced in the music. But there's this one a demonic song that you could play it backwards, and it says in these, this crazy voice that I don't even want to imitate, but the words are, um, it is better to reign in hell than to ever serve in heaven. And it yeah. says it over and over. And it's like real. It, I was... 10 years old i was like wow how did that you know how did that happen i wish we had a record player here that we could actually do some examples we could do like a segment on backward masking i believe it still exists today and i believe even the software where, where you could flip a song and, and you could listen to stuff mm-hmm. um, maybe it's yeah. something that i mean it would take a little bit of work but it would be very interesting to get into stuff there there's one um and I promise you, you you think I am just making this up, um, but it said as you know, I had a youth pastor, and we backward mass this radio where he's turning backwards and it says it's fun to smoke marijuana and like mm-hmm. that, and it's mm-hmm. like for real, and it says it like, and it talks about other drugs in there. Yeah. It's like how did that get in there? Um, and I, I don't know um, how much if you like you listen to that is how much of your your mind is picking up, but I think there is a spirit behind it. And it's all what we're talking about is the enemy has interlaced that that's the word. The Holy spirit just dropped in my heart has interlaced things in our world that are hidden that maybe not doesn't affect the, the immediate thought in mind, but in your soul, it begins to yes, break down and destroy. Yeah, the more you listen to it, you wonder, why am I feeling more depressed? Yeah. And you don't know why. You don't, you know, yeah, suicide. Um, There's another one that talks about, you know, hanging yourself or something, you know, killing yourself. Uh, And so I heard enough of it that I was convinced that I don't believe the band put it there. I I know the producers didn't put it there because they don't want a lawsuit. Um, A demonic spirit... Um, was in there in the recording and we have to realize that satan is not stupid he is very smart and he he knows yeah let me just say you cannot outwit him 
Yeah. Um, you don't think that you can ever outwit Satan based upon your own consciousness. And the only way you're going to beat him is the blood of Christ. You know, the interesting thing, um, when you're talking about records, um, there was a study where they took, uh, they found old, um, you know, Christ time pottery yeah. that was intact and they put it on a wheel and they spun it and they, they put a laser on it and they could pick up the sounds because when the potter was spinning, oh, yeah. it was laying in the sounds just like a record embedded into the pottery. And so you could play it back and you could actually hear the sounds of the marketplace, even words. It was amazing. That is amazing. That's, so, that's incredible. And, and so to, to have that ability that you could capture that even back then, you know, that's, there's, there's something to when you, with those records, when you actually imprint the sound, waves, yes, yes. you can pick up things that you wouldn't even know were there. I guess the whole point that we're trying to make with this is don't play your back. Don't play it backwards. Don't play your stuff backwards. <laughs> That's not right. No, you know, and that, that is kind of weird. And yet even people listening, you, you may say, I'm going to turn this station off. This is bogus. <laughs> well, listen, just look it up. I mean, it, it, it was, it was a thing and still it is a thing. But my point is that Satan is so crafty that he has embedded, um, destruction for your life everywhere you turn. Yeah. And if so, you're not connected to the true vine that we're talking about, who Jesus is, who gives true life, it can only be gained through the true vine. And so if you're plugged into the alien vine that uh, talks, Jeremiah chapter 2, 21 talks about the alien vine, then you're going to get alien thoughts, meaning it's not from God. So if it's not from God, who's it from? Right. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? That That is huge. The second figure we get in here is the vine dresser, who is God, okay? Um, you can look throughout that whole chapter in John. Um, the father is the planter. He's the cultivator of the vine. His job is to prune the vine, to uh, care for it. And here's the thing. He cares for the vine as he uh, sees fit. If, if you don't prune a vine, it actually ends up not producing quality fruit. Right. It's it just like even with a, a rose bushes, they'll, they'll cut them back every year so that they'll grow. The same with the, the vine when you're doing grapes. They cut them back. They they take off the old leaves because mm -hmm. if the leaf isn't actually producing the right the leaf, you know, it, it's sucking energy away from that plant and you're not fruitful. You're actually part of that branch. You're, you're doing, you're growing something dead. You know, yes. it's just not, it, you're spending a lot of energy on something that's never going to grow. My brother has a peach tree in Waxahachie. He planted this tree and uh, got in some good soil and it will produce hundreds of peaches. But he realized after the first year, if he didn't pull like half the peaches off, they were kind of scrubby and small, mm. misshapen and didn't taste very good. So when he actually went through when they're small and actually plucked off half of all the fruit, he got some good peaches and he makes like peach salsa with it, Ooh. which is really, really good homemade peach salsa and peach, you know, uh, preserves and stuff. But 
he just learned that uh, after observing, man, what's wrong with all my peaches? They're like small and just they're they taste they're, funny. Yeah, they they're just not it's the it's the whole concept here of of trimming back. Um the whole goal of bearing fruit is the father is moving toward fruitfulness and the son is the source of a fruitful life. And verse 5 explains the third part of this picture, and it's that we are the branches. And so we are actually tapped in. Um, We have been grafted in to this good living source of life. The branches are necessary in order for the vine to be productive. So that tells us that you and I, my friend, and those of you listening today, God wants to use you to produce fruit. He has a just an intense desire that his glory be shown, but not just in any supernatural way that, that we see through the animal and plant life and the weather patterns and stuff. He wants his glory to be manifested through us. Yeah. And I've said this several times where uh, God says that his strength is perfect in our weakness. I think when he uses imperfect vessels like us, his glory is magnified yeah. he, because he's like, is, you know, he, he is the only one able to brag and he'll brag on himself. He'll say, look what I can do through this, you right. know, through this servant of mine. Yeah. And and he'll brag on you too. Yeah. I mean, look what he said. Have you seen my, my good servant Job? Yeah. He's bragging on Job, you know, and, and that when you bear good fruit, how awesome is that to know that God's going, hey, hey, did you check out Jeb? Check him out. Look at that. Look at what he's doing. Look at that fruit. That's awesome. And here's the thing it says with the vine that um, those that will, the vines that will not produce fruit, uh, they will not be worth anything to the vine dresser. Think about that. Uh, you know, you have this plant and you know what it's supposed to fruit to produce and it's this good fruit. But if you see one branch, it's like, this branch is really just sucking up nutrients and not producing anything. The Bible says that it will be cut off. And that is something, uh, and I'm not sure what that means. And I, I'm I'm not sure if that's heaven or hell. I guess it could be. Or maybe we can look at it as the blessings of God. We've mm-hmm. talked about that too. If God knows he can trust you with great things, he will implant within you great things. And if he cannot trust you with what little he's has invested in your life he's not going to invest more it's you know you you don't keep pouring energy into something that is not fruitful and that's just good economics and I, well, it's it invented says, by god it also says that won't so yeah. it's a choice yes you know won't that's right it, it, it's really a choice it's not that we couldn't it's not like that branch couldn't bear fruit it's the ones that won't. And that's, that is a defiance saying, I'm not going to do this. God's wanting me to do this. I'm turning the other way. And when that happens and you turn your back on God, that's scary because you're turning your back on your, the creator of the universe, the creator who created you. And he's very clear that that's, it will be cut off. You will be cut off. And, you know, and it really reminds me that um, God has created us for a purpose, and so often, and you're right, that we get off of our purpose, and there are so many things that we as people, as humans do, things that we get into that's really we're 
twisting the creation of God. Um, <laughs> there was a, uh, my son was uh, showing me this, um, it was a video of a news anchor who was interviewing someone who decided, okay, it was an American man and he decided he wanted to be a woman and he wanted to be Asian. And mm. so, is you know, um, and I don't know, you're listening how you feel about these issues, but wouldn't you agree that this is too far that you can pick your ethnicity you can pick your gender. You can. I. I. T- I think I'm going to be a a Korean uh, female or a a Russian male. And, right. And you know, um, you cannot make up things that God has already created. And so, right. when people try to be God, it is twisting the creation of, of God. So it's something to be said. Something to think about. You and I were created. For greatness, just as we are, but we have to tap into the vine to discover the greatness, and that's worth bragging on God about. Uh, he, we are great through Him. We're gonna take another break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to nine three six three three seven one four one three. 936-337-1413. Car Dealer Math presented by Cutshaw Chevrolet. When shopping for a new or used car, sometimes it seems like the numbers just don't add up. Oh, $15,000, that's just the base price. And you have to add the dock fees, our espresso machine fees, detailing fee, dealer prep charges, added value services, tires, our expensive bumper and bumper warranty. And that covers both bumpers, not the car itself. And don't forget our administration fees to prepare all of these fees. And that's why $15,000 really equals $24,000. At Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland, keeping it simple is what we do best. We don't believe in dealer math. The price you see is the price you get. It's that simple. So for a great selection of new and used vehicles, visit us today at CutshawChevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet. Keeping it simple every day. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. Feel the joy. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, we are back here in the studio at 104.3 Joy FM. We're talking about Jesus is the vine. And the fact that we as people, we've been grafted into this, um, I would call it the great um, vine of opportunity because we are the branches that branch off of that. And we we have the opportunity to produce good things for the kingdom. And so that is a purpose. I want to get into this word that I said um, when I was reading the the scripture. Uh, there's two different in John chapter 15 verse five. It says, "If a man remains in me." Another translation, or or in in other translations, it says, "If a man abides in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit." There's something about that word, abides. A branch has to abide in the vine. Uh, Jesus is very clear in explaining this, uh, we'll say, a fruit-producing principle. He said, he who abides in me, I in him, will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's kind of common sense. If I break off a peach branch and throw it out in my yard, 
is it going to bud? Is it going to produce fruit right. out of thin air? Um, I, I would say on only Aaron's rod, you know, in the Old Testament, that's the <laughs> right. only one that could do that. Right. Um, other than that, it's not happening. Uh, abiding to produce fruit, it's a common sense thing. I don't think the disciples were surprised with what Jesus was saying here. Um, you, you don't have to be a botanist to understand that you have to be connected. The branch is dead if it's cut off. And so naturally, the branch is not going to bear fruit. Fruit bearing is a result in abiding with Christ. I'll put another word in there. Just being with Christ, spending time with Christ, getting plugged in with Christ. Let me ask you a question, listeners. When is the last time you have spent time with Christ? Not with other people, um, not just listening to a Bible story or a preacher, but you spending some time alone with Jesus. That's abiding, and that's important, and that is the only way to produce fruit. It's also uh, just a comfort, you know, to, to know that you can hang out with God, that you can hang out with Jesus, to know that, you know what, if you're going through good times or going through bad times, that there's just that peace that he brings through the scriptures um, when you're meditating on his word, when you're just praying and, and being grateful and having that, 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 uh, relational prayer conversation. Yeah. Um, not the kind that's just, Lord, give me this, give me that and please protect me. But, but gratefulness, um, and thankfulness and entering in his courts into with praise and thanksgiving, um, being grateful that you get to say, thank you, Lord, for the, for the air that I'm breathing today, you know, and, and Ben is, you know, a good example of, we don't know when our last day is. Yes. You know, two weeks ago, Ben was fine. Yeah. And suddenly he, out of the blue, he, he just couldn't breathe. He was having yeah. trouble with his, with the, 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 the larynx. Yeah. It, it swelled up and, and then, and there was a whole time where it seemed like he was getting better. Yeah. Um, and then all, all of a sudden, and, and that's, that, that's the, the truth of the matter that we're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so we must, while we have time, um, Jesus makes a statement, said, while it is still daylight outside, there is the moment to therein work. Yes. I mean, do what you can while you can Yeah. do everything you can. Cause, uh, nighttime's coming where no man can work. And that, that is a solid fact there. Um, and here, here's another thing. Even if we're staying connected, um, we need to realize that it's always not going to be an amazing rose-colored glasses, uh, skipping over the daisies in the field, moments of faith. Right. Um, there, there's something, so many times when I see someone pull away from Christ, I would say, this is a major factor. Where the, When they first invited Christ into their life, they start abiding. They have this, this wrong thought in their mind that everything is going to be perfect from that point on, and there will be no resistance, there yeah. will be no problems, and then they're not prepared. When something comes and rocks their world, yeah. that they blame God for it. And they said, I thought you were supposed to save me from these things. I thought I would never have to go through this. And the fact of the matter is we live in a fallen world. And as long as we are on planet Earth in its current state, 
there they gonna be some problems. Yeah. Well, you know, Philip Holm I think says it pretty clearly. He said, When I was doing the mob work and I was doing everything, I didn't even know Satan. Yeah. It was the moment that, that I accepted Christ, that's when I knew Satan because he started throwing everything he could to try to suck me back. And that when he realized that this was a spiritual battle, yeah, you know, that it's not just all roses. And now that I've accepted Christ, that everything is perfect. He realized, you know what? I'm on the, I'm on the winning team now. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't touch me, Satan. You can't do it. You can try, you can throw your best shot at me, but you know what? I serve the living God now and I, and there's nothing that you can throw at me that will take away what he has done for me on the cross. And Satan, I would say was his ex-employer. You know, he was yeah. an enforcer. Uh, he would beat people up when they owed money. I mean, just, just yeah. I mean, to do the horrible things. And it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing good about that. But he, uh, I've talked to him. He recognizes who was behind these things. And yeah. he just never really knew that he was actually doing the work. Yeah. Of, of the enemy and so it's like <laughs> you have a job and an employer you leave your current employer and now you're working uh, across the street and you're taking all the of your old employer's customers away and the old right. employer is really angry at you so I would say Satan is so angry at, at Philip but because Philip's doing such a great job for the kingdom yeah um, he was once working for the enemy but now he's working for the Lord but here's the thing he had to be pruned. And that's what we're talking about, the pruning process. If you are a believer today, you're going to go through moments or even seasons of pruning. And it, it, that's hard, you know, painful, it's painful, (laughs) doesn't even sound good. I mean, anything about it, but you know, there's another thing that when people blame the definition of pruning, breaking away, yeah, breaking away the people would blame God. It's like, why am I going through this? Why haven't you given me any relief? And I would say that that God in his principles would say, I know it doesn't feel like it now, but on the other side of this pruning, you're going to produce much fruit because that's what pruning does. It will cut you back to the point where you're going to be the best possible version of you, which is fruitful. You know, somebody that comes to mind with that is uh, one of our uh, avid listeners, Gloria Neal. Yes. Um, She was pruned very hard recently where she lost her husband and she lost her grandson who she had raised up as a son. And there was so much pruning that she got to this place where she was just down. And um, but she clung to God the whole time. She didn't, she didn't just throw, throw the relationship away. She clung to God and just allowed him to prune her to, to prune what he needed to do. And now you see this amazing thing. Like last week, she showed me her certificate that she got her pastors, uh, her, you know, from Bible college. Yes. She got her degree. That's awesome. And I, I was just like, you know what? God needed to, to do that to, to prepare her for her next adventure. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just so grateful that God does that in our lives. And that it impresses me so much that someone who has gone through such severe pruning and yet they are moving forward and they're not 
uh, just sitting down. Yeah. You know, it's, I admire people like that. Like they're, they're not going to go out laying down. They're going to go out swinging. There's something else to do. Let's get it done. I like to surround myself with those type of people. Um, because on the other side, it, it would have been, I would say almost justifiable to just, um, take a step back and say, you know what, my better days are gone. I'm going to just um, be quiet and quietly uh, await my time on planet Earth and exit when it's over. But no, that's that's not the case. And so, um, Glory, if you're listening to that, we listen to this show. We love you, and like you're like a hero. You know, yeah, I mean, so you're is. like a, the example um, that we're just uh, talking about here. Allow God to prune you. And he will do mighty things. And, you know, Gloria didn't know that this was going to happen. You know, she's on the other side of it now. Yeah, yeah. And like you were saying, pastors, like when you're in the thick of being pruned, you're, you're like, why is this happening? How it, can I, can I handle this? But God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And as he's pruning you, um, you just have to keep remembering, you know what, God, you're doing this. I, I need to seek your face. I need to see what you need me to do in these moments so that I can draw closer to you, so that I can abide in you. That abiding is where that peace comes from. Yes. When everything else is going crazy, there's that peace that no, no understanding. And that's an amazing, you can't explain it unless you've been through it. And there are so many benefits we get from this abiding, this being with Christ. You know, as I said, you'll be fruitful, not just a branch, but a fruit producing branch. Um, something else is you will have this relationship with Jesus. It won't, Jesus won't just be someone who you've read about, like you or know his idea. stories. Yeah. And yeah, the idea of Jesus. Um, Jesus said, uh, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. This is. Uh, knowing Jesus on a deep personal level, it means you're remaining, staying totally connected, trusting in him. Another result of this is obedience. Verse 10 says, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed the father's commands and I remain in his love. So obedience is like the outcome of it, uh, the result of this love that we have. And um, also in this Abiding the true vine, um, who is Jesus, is joy. In verse 11, it says, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Complete is like overflowing. Yeah. Overflowing, you know, um, more than what you can handle. I mean, who wants that? Who wants that type of joy? Absolutely. I mean, everyone. Um, What, What I want is to get away from the joy suckers. The ones that when you're experiencing that joy and then they're right there to try to, to steal that away. Um, you know, we had, we had some amazing things happen last week with just full of joy. And then right after that, there would, there would be things that would try to just suck that away. And that's when the battle begins, yeah. you know, it's a spiritual battle. And you say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm going to cling to that joy. I'm going to cling to your promises and be grateful for what you're doing. And nobody's taking that away. We're- yeah, that's right. So but this is what I, I want to do. Um, I want to recap, uh, since this is our last show of the I am statements, I want to give them all to you. Um, first, John six thirty five. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Um, that means that uh, Jesus sustains us. Uh, gives us uh, physical benefits of life. Secondly, 
John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Um, to a world lost in darkness, uh, Jesus offers himself as a guide. Uh, thirdly, John 10, 7, I am the door of the sheep. Uh, Jesus protects his followers just as a shepherd protects and is leading and guiding the sheep. Uh, I am the resurrection and the life. That's John eleven twenty five. With us who believe, death is not the final word. We can go through anything and everything in this world. Even though I die, I shall live because he lives. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. Uh, Jesus is committed to caring over us like a shepherd. And today, we're, I am the true vine. There's one more, and we're going to finish with this one. It is John 14, 6. I chose this for last for a reason. This seems to sum up everything that we've been talking about. And this is what Jesus said. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This statement here that we could, we could spend some time on. Oh, yeah. But it's... If you think about everything that we talked about up to this point, just by Jesus saying, I am the way, it's like a final summary. Everything that I've told you about myself, I have given you a complete picture of me. Now it is up for you to choose. That's what I see here. It's like, I am the way. We have to choose to follow the way. And it is a choice. Um, And it is by following the next statement. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the truth, and you must follow the truth, and you will find me. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back after this message. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936 337 1413. 936-337-1413. Car Dealer Math presented by Cutshaw Chevrolet. When shopping for a new or used car, sometimes it seems like the numbers just don't add up. Oh, $15,000, that's just the base price. And you have to add the dock fees, our espresso machine fees, detailing fee, dealer prep charges, added value services, tires, our expensive bumper and bumper warranty. And that covers both bumpers, not the car itself. And don't forget our administration fees to prepare all of these fees. And that's why $15,000 really equals $24,000. At Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland, keeping it simple is what we do best. We don't believe even dealer math. The price you see is the price you get. It's that simple. So for a great selection of new and used vehicles, visit us today at CutshawChevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet. Keeping it simple every day. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, I hope if you have tuned into this um, this series, that this has really empowered you, maybe given you some insight, given you some things to meditate on, uh, and have really put in some some good tools in in your spiritual tool belt. Because here's the thing: um, that we, as we're living in this world, um, we are our goal is to be more and more Christ-like, right? And and that's what we are supposed to be 
be doing. And so um, we are being transformed into something. So if you ever like wonder what what am what's the goal here? What's the end result? What am I supposed to be uh, moving towards? And so you know we will never ever amount up to the the level of what Christ is. But if if he is the the model, and we're like clay being molded, when we allow ourselves to go through this molding process, uh, we actually allow the Father to make us more and more into the image of Christ. And so that's not saying that we're trying to replace. We're not trying to be a God. We're not trying to start our own little uh, planet or anything right. like that. <laughs> right. But but what it is, this is the ultimate design of who God has created us to be. And if you really want to know, get down to it. Look at uh, what Jesus did and what Jesus said about himself. Uh, I said this uh, maybe a, a few Tuesdays, a few shows ago, uh, where Luke, as he starts out um, the very first verse in Acts, he says, I wanted to tell you about the things what Jesus began to do and teach. See, that's important because you can focus on some things that Jesus said and you can get the wrong idea where Jesus said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And people are like, oh, gross. Right, cannibal. What, what's <laughs> yeah, I'm doing? not going to follow you. Um, this this just one little portion. Uh, you got to get the whole picture. What he was saying is he had to sacrifice himself to save us and we had to, to follow him and believe in him and remember after it's done what he did for us. So it's not just what he said, it's also what he did. Yeah. And, and that creates a clear, clear picture. And so in, in all this, we have a, a model. And so I want to invite every one of you to take this, um, take it seriously about what we're talking about. And, and we're ending with John 14, 6, where Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. And you can insert your name there. He said, uh, like, I'm the way for you, Tim. I am the truth for you, Tim. I am the life for you, Tim. And then he makes a statement. No one comes to the Father except through me. Or you could say, Tim, you can't come to the Father except through me. That's right. Tim, I'm the only way, and I'm the only one. So for those of you who are maybe on the proverbial fence. It's like, you know, it just all sounds good. I'm just, I, I don't know about this. I, I just don't know where to start. There's that word that we used is abiding. That's, that's a good place to start. How do you abide? Talk to God. So just get alone with him, and you don't have to have long-flowing, uh, uh, poetic words. Just talk to him like you would a friend. And, and just tell him how you feel. And submit your requests to him, your needs, um, ask forgiveness for your sins. Hey, listen, I know I've messed up. I have time and time again. I've gone back to it, even though I laid it down again and again and again. When you do that, when you abide, you will get off that fence, I promise you, because you cannot be with Jesus, spend time with Jesus, and sit on the fence at the same time. Right. It's like when he, he went from this time of teaching all the crowds, he looked at Zacchaeus in a tree and said, hey, Zacchaeus, 
you come down out of that sycamore tree because I'm coming to your house today. Yeah. I'm going to come eat in your house. Yeah, you're not going to be on the fence anymore. That's right. So <laughs> so Zacchaeus had to get down on Jesus's level out of that tree. And something happened where the all the crowd saw Jesus and saw a tax collector who was considered like the villain of villains yeah, during that day. of the earth. <laughs> and here's Jesus standing next to, it said he's a wee little man. Okay, Zacchaeus was a small guy. Um, he was standing next to uh, a small evil person. <laughs> Just say that, you know. It's yes. and, and all of the crowds are going, what is going on? This is the righteous teacher. Why is he talking to that evil Zacchaeus? And now he's going to his house. There is nothing that you could have done that would ever separate you from the love of Christ. Back then, it was a tax collector. Nowadays, maybe it's the drug dealer, the child molester, the prostitute, uh, the, the thief, the liar. No matter what it is, Jesus loves you, and he died for you, and he wants a relationship with you. Spend time with Jesus. You'll get closer to the Father, and He is the only way. We love you. God bless you. We will see you again next week. You've been listening to The Threshing Floor with Pastor Jeb Dotson. The Threshing Floor is a ministry of LifePoint Church. We would love to hear from you. You can mail your questions and comments to The Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. That's The Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. Until next time, may the love of God richly bless and strengthen you.